Welcome to the MA Roadshow, episode number 196. <laughs> My name is John Morgan. Cold Coffee is with me, and we've got a very special guest as well. Friend of the podcast, Danny Austin. How you doing, brother? It's good to be back, boys. I'm glad to have you back, and, and, and I'm glad to have just a room full of award-winning <laughs> Paps Blue Ribbon. Thank God. Danny Austin is a man of my own kind. You know, we've been working all day. And we'll get to that in just a moment. But we've been working all day, and we said, you know, it's time to sit down and do a podcast. And we, we had dinner first because it had been a long day. We're like, you know, let's, dinner. let's get some food. It's, oh, we had a great dinner, man. We had a steak dinner, which was awesome, man. We splurged a little bit on the steak dinner. Uh, and then we said, you know what, let's go stock up on a couple frosty beverages because we're going to sit down and do the MMA Roadshow. Uh, cold Coffee had some work to do, so we ran upstairs. Myself and, and Danny Austin, we jumped in an Uber, went to go get some frosty beverages. Our and- Uber driver would not break the law. I want to be clear. I'm the most law-abiding citizen. Who I've Wait, didn't, he didn't Amazing. Speak. It, was, it was this lady. She was super nice because she was, I mean, she was joking with us, and, and uh, we were having fun with her. But, yes, she would not. She was like, we were trying to show her the shortcut of how to get into this hotel, uh, which, by the way, is the uh, Los Angeles Airport Marriott. Uh, this is the host hotel for uh, USC 232. Uh, but, yes, she wouldn't go the shortcut way that we showed her because it involved – Turning left over a double yellow line, which I'll be honest with you, I did not know was illegal. No, you cannot turn. Now I understand, like if you're on the highway and it's a double yellow line, like you can't you can't get over into the other side because you can't pass. But I, I mean, and it was what 300 feet from where we were. Yes, and yeah. there were two cars lined up to cross the double yellow line, and she was like, "I can't do it." I'm not. I'm wow. not. I'm not convinced that's a real law. <laughs> no. I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm thinking she might have made that up. I wasn't gonna argue. I with think her. it is. I think it is. I you think if you have a, if you have a so, I think if you have a solid line on your side, you're not. Even if you have a solid line on your side, you're not supposed to. I'm not. Convinced. I know the solid line and then like a dashed on the. I other thought side. that was for like crossing into oncoming traffic like, too. Right. Pass. Like if you're trying yeah. to pass somebody, I get it. And, and and that's a solid recommendation because usually it's put in a place where you can't really see ahead of it. Exactly. I mean, we're at a stoplight where I can see 50 <laughs> feet in front of me that the light is red and there's nobody coming. Mm-hmm. All right, but, uh, but. W.O. lines are not to be routinely crossed either, but is allowed when making left turns <laughs> into driveways, alleys, and businesses. And Marriott is a business. Marriott as far as is I a business. Turn, so. You know what? She was just trying to jack up our race. She got at least an extra like <laughs> 10, 15 cents How off us by, by driving around the property. <laughs> but no, so so we go to get the frosty beverages. And, uh, you know, I mean, you know, Danny's our guest this evening. So, so I walked in and then we, we jumped in and, and I immediately grabbed, uh, saw the award winning Pass Blue Ribbon there, grabbed uh, two 12 packs. And Danny said, you know what? Just to be safe, let me grab another. You grabbed the third one, <laughs> so, so so we're stocked up with thirty six beers for this oh, wow. this podcast this and evening. And you stepped it up. You had the Rolling Rock last night, which while is with a college staple, is uh, not quite as tasty as the PBR. They didn't have PBR at the store. It's also worth noting, just to add to like the heroism of my night. Right. Um, I smoke, which is not the point. That's not heroic. But I grabbed my smokes, and the guy didn't put in the PBR. That's and right. I so. He had, you know, we put we put the two up there. I paid for the two, and he's like, "I'll pay for the the third one, right?" But when when I pulled the two away, I don't think the guy registered that I had pulled twelve two twelve packs off the counter. So he was only going to charge me for the smokes, and I said, "No, sir, 
there's another twelve back here. We could, we but it was on the ground though. No, no, no. Oh. He so he put it. So I had two in my hand, and at that point, Danny puts his twelve pack up there. But I guess the oh. guy had turned around to look for the cigarettes. So yes, at that point, we could have very easily oh. jacked a twelve pack of PBR. I mean, almost, karma rewarded you by the Uber driver that would not break the uh, law. I'm almost, <laughs> <laughs> I'm too honest, really. That's, that was that was very Canadian of you, sir. Well, thank you. Yes, that was very Canadian of you. <laughs> Given what happened in the parking lot before we got the Uber, oh. <laughs> like I know this is a lot of just traffic talk right now, and this is probably not. <laughs> You but know why you tune into the it is the road show. We yeah. got to talk about what happened literally on the road. We were checking air air pressures of cars. I literally like I don't know how to describe what happened, but John got in the car to say hi to a former UFC employee. That's right. And a bus needed to turn in the parking lot, and the former UFC employee was just like. Nah, I'm not going anywhere. I'm staying parked where I am. <laughs> the former UFC employee yeah. may have had a cocktail or two. Yeah. <laughs> and and John was like, yeah. You could just go around, and everyone started yelling, and I was like, "This is the most American thing I've ever seen." Like, we don't do this in Canada. Like we don't, we don't do this. It was pretty <laughs> funny. It was pretty. There was funny. no reason why there was there any was, conflict. There was a conversation just brewing in the parking lot. Yeah. That's crazy. I just backed away. It's excitement. Danny, Danny was literally just like he was literally like that gif of like the popcorn on the side. Like that was that was literally Danny's like this is amazing. This is incredible. Oh, man. So that's been the start of our evening. Uh, all right, let's just get into it, right? UFC 232, what a crazy experience this has been, right? I mean, uh, basically, fight week has started and ended today as far as the pre-fight stuff. Now, of course, we get into the, the, the weigh-ins and all that tomorrow. But, I mean, normally when we sit down to talk on a Thursday night, you know, we've had – a day of interviews. We've had, you know, media day. I mean, open workouts. Open workouts. We've all, everything was literally packed into one. And, you know, we started out this week thinking that we were going to be in Vegas. I mean, for cold coffee myself, uh, this was going to be a home game, right? This was going to be, uh, you know, hopefully a Ballast Point home game because <laughs> love, love Ballast Point. Got to get back with them in 2019. Uh, but, you know, we were going to be chilling at home. And uh, I, I guess let's just start there. I mean, uh, I get a call on, on I, I get a call on Sunday, right? I'm sitting at home on Sunday. I'll, I'll just I'll just bear it to the world. It was noon. I had not taken a shower. I was uh, just watching football, basically. <laughs> I mean, I was hanging out. It was my day off. It was my day off. And uh, I get this phone call, and, and, and the, the the phone comes up, and it's Dana White. And I said, "What the hell is Dana White doing calling me on a Sunday?" I'm like, "This is bizarre." I'm like, "Is he butt dialing me on a Sunday?" <laughs> like, what happened here? Is I I pick up the phone. I'm like, "Hello." And, and and Dana was like, hey, uh, listen, uh, got something going on? Are are you available? And I'm like, yeah. Bob was like, I'm just chilling in my house right now. He's like, all right, man. He's like, uh, do me a favor, grab your stuff, come to the office. I'm about to ruin your Christmas. And that was the line. I'm like, what? What? The, what, what can he do to ruin my Christmas? <laughs> and, and I was like, and then and then I started thinking like, oh my god, what could it be? And so. Immediately, I start. I this Stephen Morocco guy has written the, <laughs> an article <laughs> that I'm finally over junkie. So tired that I'm off on a Sunday. So, so, so it's a Sunday, and and it's my day off. But I'm like, all right, well, obviously, you know, something going on at the office. We'll go up there. Grabbed all my gear. Wasn't sure if I was going to be able to film. I, mean, I had no idea what was going on. But I was like, yeah, I'm going to grab all my gear just in case I could roll a camera. We're going to roll a camera. Uh, myself and and uh, I, I showed up before Kevin Ioli. Kevin Ioli was invited as well. Uh, show up to the office. Get in there. I mean, it's it's empty. And I'm not to interrupt, but yeah, I'm no, assuming like Okamoto was in Denver. Yeah, because like you that. gotta assume ESPN, Brett Okamoto, yeah. Las Vegas would. Be I mean, invited. I know he was in Colorado, so like, yeah, he yeah. was he was with his family. Um, 
you know what? Well, people I, I were out of town. Like I haven't asked what Adam Hill was doing. He must have been out of town too. Because well, he's doing Golden Knights right now. Oh no, that's right. He's more on hockey than MMA now. He's kind of like me. Review Journal's kind of backed off on their MMA coverage. That is true. That is true. Because those were the two names immediately. I thought like that's weird. It's just me and Ioli. But again, it was holidays. I mean, it would have been very easy for me to be so like. No, bro, sorry, I'm in Texas. I'm with my yeah. family, you know what I mean? Uh, so it was just two of us. We went up there, and I wasn't working that day, so I reached out to Matt Erickson. I said, hey, listen, just to let you know, here's what's going on. Um, I don't know what the deal is, but it was funny because – But you know it's something. Well, here's like- – uh, Dude, immediately – like, so immediately Matt Erickson goes, it's Jones, right? And I'm like, I mean, that seems the obvious play, but, I'm, but, but maybe not, you know? Maybe there's some other things out there. I mean – um, even that they wouldn't have like if it had just been a normal. I mean, I say normal. That's terrible. But if it had been Jones popped, he's off the card. Right. They wouldn't have called you in. It's true. It's very true. They might have given you like an interview over the phone or whatever. But yeah. like, in order to like, we need to do damage control where we have people in front of cameras. Yeah. That's like a weird one. The only other thing that I thought, the only other thing that popped into my mind was like they bought Bellator. That was the only other one that I was like, this would be a big enough thing on a Sunday I see that. that they'd want to talk about it. God, and I'll just be, be very like, like, they announced like they're going to announce that on a news day that they can dominate because it's a huge, fair play. Like they're not announcing that on December twenty third. Fair play. That's true. That is true. So uh, so anyway, so I go to the office, show up. There's nobody there, but I walk in and we go in um, to Hunter Campbell's office, and Hunter's there. Um, who else was there? Um, yeah. No, well, so so yeah. So here's the thing. Before I even get to Hunter Campbell's office, I'm actually walking towards that way. Dana's assistant is like, "Oh, hey, good to see you. Uh, it'll be right this way." Or actually, was like, actually, she said, "Do you mind waiting for just a second? I'm like, "Of course, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll wait." And so I, I waited just a second, and I see Nowitzki walk out. And as soon as I saw Nowitzki walk out of Hunter's office, literally the first thing I said, I kind of saw him, and the, the first thing I said was, "Oh fuck." You know what I mean? Like you just like at that point, it's like, yeah, it's it's Jones. It's got to be Jones, you know. Uh, and it was bizarre. So then we walk in, and you know, Nowitzki didn't say anything to me. He just he just kind of. I mean, he heard me, and he like made eye contact with me. We just walked by, and uh, and then we get in there. Yeah, Mark Ratner was there. Craig Brassari was there. I mean, everybody's there. And it's funny because we're waiting on Kevin Ioli to get there, and we're just kind of making small talk. I mean, I, again, I have no idea what's going on at that point, but kind of knew. And there's this uneasiness in the room, like. There's uh everybody's kind of watching the, the, there was like a Steelers game like there was NFL football on everybody's like kind of watching but you can tell like nobody's actually really watching and you know I, I guess they wanted to save until they knew what was going on and uh, and I was just kind of making small talk and it was like so um like did you guys plan on working today so you could take <laughs> Christmas off and they were like no 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 <laughs> so I was like ah. Oh. All right, so uh, so literally, finally, you know, Dana comes in and and sits down, and, and literally the first moment that Dana sits in is if you've seen the video that we shot, it's on uh, YouTube. We shot on MMA Junkie as well. Uh, it's you know the first words that Dana says is we're moving the card to LA, and 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 that's all we knew at that point. I mean, like I, we had no idea. So um, I I hope Kevin and I did a decent enough job reporting. I will say there's some stuff on there, and I kind of contemplated playing the audio. This week, but I don't. I don't know how. I mean, it seems a little bit boring or whatever. The conversation was longer, but some of it just didn't make any sense for video whatsoever. So I, I don't know, man. I we I, I think we tried to do the best we could, and I think if we we might have missed some stuff, we might have. I thought you guys did very well in a in a borderline impossible situation. Yeah. If that stuff is thrown on you, and they're bringing up science, like yeah. When when John said none of us speak 
or none of us have opened a chemistry textbook. Of course we haven't. But I also, like, I can do a little bit of research and figure out, like, what these drug testing, you know, things are about. You guys didn't have any time to do any research. You were, yeah. It was thrust into you, and, like, I, I, I honestly, like, it's sort of impossible to throw or to hold a guy's hands to the fire like Nowitzki when he's been doing this for 30 years. That, he knows what he's talking about, and we don't. Uh, we, yeah, and that's and I will admit that, man. And maybe it's maybe it's a fault of my own. Maybe I need to do better, but I do feel very. I don't. I guess, I guess uneducated is the right word. I do feel very inadequately educated. I guess when it comes to like when you well, get into deep conversations about pictograms and, uh, <laughs> and I knew it was wrong, but and, I didn't and, know what and, the right word was. And polygrams so, yeah, and yeah. whatever you know, like I, I do. I do feel inadequate because I I won't pretend. But I feel like if you really want to be knowledgeable about that, like. It almost has to be all you do, but, man. I mean, if we, like, we're in sports, right? So a large part of our job is, like, you know, look, we do, we cover the same thing every day. We're beat reporters, you know, sure. even if, and, and therefore, like, we can normally react pretty quickly. But, like, news reporters, they get an assignment, they do their research, they make the calls, they ask the questions. Like, none of us, today is the day that Jeff Nowitzki should have had to sit on stage and answer our questions. And instead, he went and did the the Joe Rogan podcast, which ultimately probably reaches more people than Definitely. any of what oh, we do. Oh, that's just so real, yeah. I, I fully Joe's understand. like the number one podcast. But Joe's right not now. a journalist, right? Like, he's he has conversa- conversations with people. Um, that's the only thing I think was mishandled. But look, they did go and sit there, and they, they did give journalists the opportunity. Whether you were equipped to do a deep-diving scientific interview, the point really at that point in the week was – how are you guys relocating this to L.A.? Yeah. Like, how is this going to work logistically? We'll figure out the rest later because we're going to have opportunities to ask you guys further questions about the policies and, and what's going on here. But, I, I mean, I, in terms of, like, me approving of your journalistic integrity, which is not why anyone's here. Like, well, I, no, I, but I, I, but I, I was, mean, you Speaking know, of journalistic integrity, I mean, a man with rainbow-colored socks <laughs> clearly I'm wearing, has... I'm wearing my pride socks. Serious integrity. <laughs> These are my pride socks. <laughs> I have some strong um, integrity. But I, I, I will say that, like, I'm, I was grateful. The UFC has bungled a lot of, of this week. But the fact that, at the very least, they did have journalists. Yeah. Um, they're... To ask some questions, credit to them for that. Um, Rather than maybe th- just like shooting a statement or something like yeah. that. You're saying, and they which- haven't they haven't shied away from it at all. They didn't try to pull the same bullshit. Like, hey guys, we've already had statements. We've already talked about it. Don't bring up the doping thing or don't bring up this here. You know, they they've been taking it on the brunt. I mean, like, I think all we can do is keep asking. And if people still aren't clear, I mean, he made a good point too. He's like, just reach out to Navisky. You know, like right. We're want, we're trying to get scientific answers where, you know, even the little bit we saw of the Rogan show, Nowitzki's reading off of a piece of paper yeah. for some of the study. Even he has to refer to, you know, written things that are written down. So Dana and John Jones, for God's sake, are not going to know the fine details. But it, it just felt weird that you know that the question was going to come up to Jones that it didn't feel that they had sort of – prepped for it in a degree like and that only made me kind of think that Jones isn't quite sure what the understanding of why this fight was able to keep going they gave him a sort of answer like John we we get it you didn't you didn't fail you didn't you didn't piss hot again but this is what's going on and this is what we believe is happening well and you know and and I think he's just hook line sinking right, her and so, then trying to just spew it back so out you, so you bring up a good point Dane this is this is what I'm curious now, now I hadn't even thought about this before we sat down 
But so as we were sitting in line waiting to get into the media uh, into the media session today, um, I I did pull up the Joe Rogan podcast because it started like while we were in line and watched a little bit of it. And as you said, I mean he's not a journalist, but I will say Joe, from what I saw, did a pretty good job of asking very educated questions. I think man, Joe knows very, his stuff, one hundred percent. But I hadn't even thought about that, you know, because Dana and I get it, and I've and I've told this before, and I've I've said this before, and. and I will say this about Dana. I mean, Dana will answer pretty much any question, but I think some people have to realize, like, Dana doesn't know every aspect of this business. Like, there are so He shouldn't many, be expected to. And he shouldn't be. That's what I'm saying. So sometimes, you know, there, there are – you know, people want him to comment on stuff, and I get it. I mean, he's – like it or hate it, he's the biggest star in MMA, right? I yes. mean, he is. So you want him to comment on it. But I think people forget sometimes that, like, dude, like, there are so many moving parts in this business that he doesn't know everything in this business 100%. So when he stood up there today and said, listen, I don't know, ask Jeff. Like, I didn't take that as uh, F you, we're not going to address that today. I did think he was saying address Jeff. But what you bring up is a very interesting point, Danny. Should the UFC have had Jeff there instead of on Joe Rogan? Now, as, as you guys said, I mean, Joe Rogan reaches a bigger audience, so at the end of the day, maybe you're better served to have him on Joe Rogan, but, but should I mean, he have been Because, you know, when this whole thing happened around USC 200, you know, Jeff was there and Jeff, Jeff yep. was available. Like, would it have been better to have Jeff Nowitzki there? I think today? that they would probably admit in retrospect because – I, I, I don't know if we're fully on to the press conference right now. I know that's probably going to be something we talk about, yeah. but like, I do think that it was a mess today. Um, I think that chances are UFC staff would admit at this point that like they should have had Nowitzki get up there mm. and, and and answer some questions. Like, of course, I, 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 yeah. I it might have not been a bad idea. Now you did the best. I, I could see where they didn't want to have him there because let's be honest. Like you, you even talked about the length of the the press conference today was roughly forty some minutes. If we also had Jeff up there to actually answer and start so, breaking this shit down, you'd easily add 20 to 30 minutes, and you would never get to and, the co-main event. And there were fans there today. And the, and, and I'm a, so okay. I don't want to say fans wouldn't want to hear it, right. but I feel like when there's fans in attendance, it's more just like a like a rah rah thing. Like, right. oh, let's just let's cheer and yell. Like, does anybody really want to hear yeah. deep philosophical drug testing questions? From we Jeff all Vinsky? remember. I, I don't know what event it was. You. When the USADA just did, it was off the record. They brought a bunch of journalists yeah, in, yeah, yeah. and we all just like spoke to Jeff and like he did the presentation, tried to walk us through yeah. as much as he could about USADA processes that was pretty, that was pretty cool. and all that. I actually think it should have been on the record no matter I what today. Too. I agree. But I, I like I recorded it. I know. And I immediately, I have no idea whether I still have that recording. Um, but we didn't use it. I mean, that's that was really the point of that agreement. But um, a today's press conference shouldn't have been mo- longer than half an hour, anyways. I'm glad that it went longer. But right. given what was happening at the press conference, I'm shocked that Dana didn't cut it off. Yeah. But b it would have been very very easy to do to tell people, hey, if you're there, it started at two today. Right. They could have said, hey, at eleven o'clock, every accredited journalist send out an email. Which they've been very bad at this week. Um, Jeff's going to be there. Yes, it's going to involve a little bit of security. Yes, it's going to involve staff. But you guys are going to have ten minutes to ask him questions. And that would have been nice. Just yeah, get him just done. It's minutes. a scrum. It's ten, a scrum. A ten minutes scrum, and at ten minutes he's leaving regardless. That would have been nice. And, and you know, again, let's let's again let's be very very honest. 
the UFC has been scrambling. I mean, they've been scrambling during yes. the holidays. People that were expecting to be off with their families. So, may, A, maybe it just didn't cross anybody's mind. Like, I don't feel like they try to hide Jeff. You know what I mean? I don't feel like they try to tuck him away. Uh, I, like when Dana says, get with Jeff, I feel like he is yeah. saying, He could be around Jeff. tomorrow. You never know. Something could still pop up tomorrow. It would have been nice. And, 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 and should say, I guess, one of the reasons for the lateness of today and the way the day was handled is, uh, and I will say this, I thought this was kind of cool. So, there was a lot of discussion of how the USC was going to get everybody from Vegas to LA. They chartered a jet. Uh, mm-hmm. And I, I thought, I know this is a tiny little detail that probably most people don't give two shits about, but I thought it was pretty cool that they actually did make sure that no, they, they did two flights. Basically the, the plane came from Vegas to LA, back to Vegas, back to LA. And they made sure that no opponents were on the same flight because they're yeah. always the USC yeah. is very careful about that. You know, blue corner and red corner. And they had the whole stay plane away from themselves. Yes, and they had the whole, they chartered the whole plane themselves, and they made because I thought you know what if they're chartering a fucking jet, they're just gonna be like, dude, okay, John, Alex, y'all are on the same plane. Be on the be on your best. Be, well, we know Alex took yeah. a advance. So that's a bad example, but you know what I mean. Like, hey guys, yeah. this is a unique situation. Like, you guys are all on the same plane. Like, be be adults here, you know? Because the USC and and I will say not not all organizations do this. They go out of their way. To make sure that you know the paths do not cross, schedules do not cross, and you we've all not- been there for on sales in cities where, like, typically they bring in the main event fighters, yep. and those main event fighters do not see each other. That's right. It's okay. crazy, right? Yeah, it's crazy. Like, so anyway, I, I thought that was kind of cool. So that was one reason everything had to happen so late today, um, and 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 yeah, and then the and again this this whole thing happened over the holidays. I mean, I was talking to USC staff on Christmas Eve, on Christmas Day. Um, so I don't know if they just didn't think about Nowitzki or if, or if, or if it just – I don't blame any of the staff, but this is a situation where transparency – like I don't know that transparency has ever been more important than it is in this situation. True. Because there is no matter what a perception out there that – and I, I actually do genuinely believe when Nevada is like, had we been able to get a public hearing in before? Had we been able to get the commissioners together we probably like the, the what the UFC is saying is that Nevada would have sanctioned this fight yeah. had they had time, but their regulations mean that they have to have uh, a meeting to approve it, and they couldn't do it. California has been dealing with John's case, so they were willing to do it. But there is still a perception that like Nevada, which typically sets the rules in combat sports, said no, and California was the easier one to get this sanction yep. in, so that's where they went. And for that reason, if everything is above board, which I generally believe that it is, this is a shit show, but I, I, I don't think that they're going off book here. I think right. that they're, they happen to have the Inglewood Forum open, and they tried to save a card and do the best that they could. And the truth is, I feel horrible for the probably couple thousand fans who were going into Vegas, but there are going to be about a million people who do get to watch these fights. I, I understand why this is ultimately the best solution to a bad situation. Yep. But transparency is just how you get through it all, and they they should have taken those steps to ensure that Nowitzki was available. It would have been. Yeah. The- all right. So let's talk about the let's 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 talk let's go back a little bit. The decision to move this fight. Now you know again I, I talked to Dana on record, talked to Dana off record. You know I mean I was fortunate as this was all unfolding. It was crazy. And I should say by the way, while we were there on Sunday, like people are scrambling around taking phone calls. I mean. Uh, again, you know, I was one of the questions I asked was, you know, have you have you talked to Alex about this? And they're like, we can't get a hold of him. He's on the helicopter right now, which we've you know since seen the whole Grand Canyon flight and all that. They're like, we we can't get a hold of him. Um, so wait, so they this, did they talked to you guys before Alex? Yes, can't believe they let Alex go up. I didn't that's know all that. Oh yeah, so that's the whole thing. Is that like 
and, and this is weird too. So like you know like uh, Megan Anderson and, and Cyborg, I think have both said like ah, it's just kind of weird that you know I heard about this from social media. But at the same time, like you like I mean, so I guess I guess what I'm saying is that like it was literally unfolding as we were there. It was still happening. They were still getting things finalized. Like people were rushing off to take phone was calls. Was this stuff people embargoed were, while you were doing it? Yeah, it was. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. Exactly. So that's different. I didn't realize. That. Yeah, yeah, they were like, hey, listen. Uh, as we're doing this, and then uh, we're going to go live on Sports Center at this time, and you can publish your story at that time. And, and so it was embargoed while we were talking. And was that all? Like, I'm just I'm the yeah, only thing no, that I'm no, asking. No. Alex, t- Alex got the information before the embargo ended, presumably. No, there's no way. Yeah, I was. There's no way. Yeah, because that the the so Dana, uh, no, no, yeah, Dana and Nowitzki went live. If I remember the time exactly right, so the first call I got was at noon. I got to the office around one. Um, if I remember right, the time they told us was 3:30, um, but uh, by the t- like I by that time I was still at the office. I left, yeah. and Alex, yeah, yeah. In fact, I was still at the office as the as the hit, and Alex hadn't been there. And, and like that table that you see Alex sitting at, and that, where and that you were. that's literally where we were. So he was like, yes, the story was out, um, and I had texted his manager. Uh, Nima, who, who was a good friend of her, I had texted Nima Sefapur to say, hey, does Alex want to do an interview? And he didn't hit me back. And I was like, I'm, when I texted him, I assumed that Alex, like, they, uh, he he probably knows. Like, they yeah. can't. But I didn't realize that Nima was actually on the on the helicopter with him. So so none of them had that. And they were like, there's no cell reception there, so we can't get a hold of anybody, you know? So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I don't know, crazy. All right, so, here, so here's what I say. The decision to move, all right, the decision to move, definitely a business decision, right? I mean, it's definitely a business decision. And uh, talking to Dana, you know, I'm like, why make this call? Why did you do this? And, and what he said is, because it's the right thing to do. John Jones, John Jones had a full camp. Alex had a full camp. This is the right moment. And I, listen, I do believe that he believes in the best interest of the fighter. I do, I do believe that to a degree. I mean, like Dana does, like he loves the sport. He loves, you know, the, the fight game itself. But that's not, I mean, that's not the reason you jump through hoops, right? <laughs> no. I mean, you don't jump. You don't jump through hoops just because it's the right thing to do by these two guys, right? I mean, this is. I mean, he, they said straight up they're losing six million. So is that is that a six million dollar gamble that the pay per view does better with John Jones on it or? Yes. yes. Yeah. I think yes. Yeah. I mean, like. Okay, a couple of things. First of all, I. I was I had one opinion and I, I generally still think that this was largely a mistake and they should have eaten some of the losses and I think that Cyborg Nunez was a good enough fight. You brought up to me that like look people paid a lot of money for floor seats or to be in that arena to see John Jones. Right. So fans are getting screwed if you cancel John Alex and keep the card in Vegas. Yeah. My, Anyways, bef- before I left, are- before I left, my wife was like, she was like. <laughs> so I was talking to my wife, you know, because I was supposed to be a town, you know, we're, we're shooting the shit, whatever. She's like, she's like, hey, how are people taking this? I'm like, it seems like they're pissed. <laughs> like, they're hating it, you know. And, and and she asked me, she said, well, what if they had just canceled the card and like had the fights here at T-Mobile, but you know, put Cyborg and Nunes as the main event? And I was like, I think they'd still be pissed, right? Like the thing is, it's because you're paying, you're paying. Top dollar. Well, they and they have to like they do have to offer refunds if the main event. They do. Yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah, they do. Um, so there, there's money to be lost no matter which way you go. But I don't know. I mean, I how think how many pay per view that buys do you think Jones 
that Jones fight. Because it's what? How much does it do this Saturday? It's a hundred thousand. Uh, so if it's roughly sixty bucks for a pay per view, right? That's a hundred thousand buys is sixty is six million. And they only get half that. So if they that, get a little. So more if the cost to movement is costing them six million or whatever, so that's a hundred thousand buys so that they need to recover just to cover the cost of the six million. Well, no, but they only get half that. So really, you need you need a two so hundred or two hundred thousand buys. Two hundred thousand buy difference. Is this a two hundred thousand buy swing? Is what you're saying? Right. Is is Gustafson Jones? Adding it to this card versus taking it off is it right. worth two hundred thousand? Absolutely, I agree. It's probably. a two hundred thousand buy. Um, and then you figure if they want bet, the profit, they probably want four hundred thousand buys I just bet, to double it. I don't think I agree. this is. I part- bet this is a five or six hundred thousand. Again, I'm not a pay per view expert, man, but I just go from that like kind of gut feel. Yeah. My gut feel tells me this is like a five or six hundred thousand. Oh, I think it's bigger. Bigger? Yeah. I, and and I think if it was Cyborg Nunes, you're talking about what three, three fifty, three to four fifty. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I, I think it's a good card. Back. I mean, I think they I also I do not think I want to be very clear. I do not think this was part of the calculation. A week of people talking about how this fight was big enough that the UFC had to save it by moving cities doesn't hurt either because people are hearing. That's, I don't think it was part of this why they did it. I don't think no. But it doesn't but isn't hurt. That, isn't that the weird part about this business that is like almost sucks? Is that like when 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 stuff is terrible, it's great. You know what I mean? Like, like when you're spending a week talking about Conor McGregor throwing a dolly through a bus, it's great. You know what it's I great. mean? It's and it's it's the so fact that the organization never punished him for it, oh, wow. but which is with, still crazy. But with, that's how great shit is. With that's this, how great it's almost <laughs> controversy is. It's almost a simpler calculation. I mean, you know, you, you've helped uh, a buddy of mine through a through a promotion, not right. through the UFC, get tickets, and like. Part of why he's excited about this fight is because Shout he's out been to he- vodka. <laughs> yeah, but he's set for the honey pepper. <laughs> <laughs> I'm willing to give it another shot. <laughs> he literally wrote me, being like, "Yo, are you coming to LA now?" He hadn't heard about the fight. He just heard that the UFC was coming to LA because they couldn't afford to lose this amazing fight. Yeah, and he so was he didn't like, even know the he- fight was on there. He just knew that they were coming. To I LA. mean, he would have figured it out by the end of the week, like once the media picked up, but like. He did not know right. on December 24th that John Jones and Alex were fighting on Saturday. All right, so let me and, – and I mentioned this to you, Danny, so this won't be like me dropping some kind of knowledge bomb on you, but I don't think, Cole Coffee, you were around at this. So we were talking about this exact thing earlier, and it's like, why would the UFC jump through hoops to do this, right? They admit they're losing $6 million. They admit – like. They knew the controversy that they were going to have to deal with. They, I mean, it's not like they made this decision. Everybody goes like, "Yeah, it's not like it's not like they were like, you know, we could just move to California. I bet nobody would even notice." I mean, they knew <laughs> what they were going to go with. All right, so check this out. In a moment of clarity, and they're rare. They're rare for me. In a moment, normally, normally, my days start out. It's in, called in a, sobriety. Yeah, in a moment say, of sobriety. In a, <laughs> my days start out in a haze as I try to recover from the night before. And I'm just pounding water until I'm rehydrated enough, and then I start dehydrating again. In a moment, somewhere in between that bell curve right there, I said, you know what? What if we're all playing checkers and they're playing chess? And the reason that they're willing to jump through hoops to say this fight is because if John Jones wins this mm-hmm. fight, they do John Jones-Daniel Cormier next year. And they know that Daniel Cormier – is on a, t- a timer, man. It's, he's ticking down, mm-hmm. and you may be able to talk him past 40. Maybe you can't. I mean, maybe you try to do it on March. And we've heard, like, the Brock Lesnar is, is going back to WWE, and maybe that's not happening. Maybe this is all kind of smoke and mirrors. It's not really about saving 232. It's about making 
235 or International Fight Week next year, the bomb-ass trilogy of John Jones versus Daniel Cormier 3. Now, am I crazy, or is there maybe something to that? Both. <laughs> Both answers. You are batshit crazy, and I, and it does make a lot of sense. And I I, I do remember you chatting about this uh, earlier yesterday. It does make a lot of sense. I mean, especially because I thought somebody – I saw a tweet somewhere where somebody was questioning DC on his, his timeline to retire. And, like, you know, aren't you retiring? And he was like, nope. <laughs> oh, really? I thought I saw oh, something like that. on our look, that. look on our Slack timeline. I thought Bond – Bon Bon posted something where somebody said something to DC, like, aren't you retiring na- in, in March? And, what uh, and it was just a quick little no or something. So so obviously he wants it, and obviously whatever Jones is saying is still egging on him, you know, because I think it's one of those things that probably is weighing on DC that if that's a, that's a check mark. He wants at least know for sure that he can't either get that win or whatever, and he, maybe he feels heavyweight's the right one. But it does make a lot of sense that they would be setting that one up. But – I don't know. I mean, that's a good way of putting a spin on this this whole crazy sort of shit show. Like, they're like, okay, by keeping this forward, it, it keeps moving forward. But even if this didn't happen, if, if, DC, if DC really is still open to the idea of sticking around a little bit longer, I think that this probably could have been postponed and that fight will still happen right. at some particular point. Um, but the way that they're doing things right now with the whole fucking ghost UFC event that's going to be put somewhere the UFC 233 wherever that's finally going to happen how did he step up there today and say it wasn't canceled <laughs> yeah it was 234 yeah, is already on the books it's like <laughs> what's going on well, the weirdest part about that is he then followed it up because the fans were all like oh and he was like guys it's a journalist I'm not talking trash to him <laughs> and it was like you talk trash to journalists every time yeah. that you talk to journalists I, I think I, I think part of that too is I think they legit were having hearing issues up on oh, the they stage. Were. They were. Even like the whole thing with Jones is like, oh, put something in my head, you know, or whatever. I think they were legit having issues and Dana has hearing issues anyway, so I think... I mean, he is legitimately dead. What, whatever, <laughs> like, was reverberating back up there, I think they were just having issues so it probably just sounded... But that is a pet peeve. Like he just like heard, they like... They, 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 they go out of their way, like, kind of like we were joking last week about yeah. the weight descent term that they're floating out there uh, now. Like, they have talked always... To people about, oh, we did talk about that. They, they've <laughs> always gone out of their way to say that, oh, we talk to you about the weight descent? No, I haven't heard anything. Oh yeah, dude. On our, so our podcast <laughs> last week, we talked about it. Uh, yeah, it, it, that's their new thing. It's it's no longer a weight cut. It is a weight. A descent. weight descent. They want to work with fighters yeah, on, on their shit. weight descent. <laughs> eat shit. So this is so this is funny. Is uh, but they but they do a great job of setting and and and, and like we mentioned last what week. What does weight descent mean? <laughs> I think it's because the, maybe the negative connotations of a cut. a cut. You're not descending you know? anything. And they make it sound like, you know, it's like, oh, we're going fucking sledding. Let's all go descent down this hill together. <laughs> I go sledding. Yay. I live in Canada. <laughs> so this is another one of the things, like, they've never, none of these, I mean, going back to 151 and going back to, what was it, 176 or whatever, they, they never say it's canceled. It's always yeah. postponed. But uh, – it's can't. Two thirty three is never gonna happen. Yeah, it's where, where's that? Like, where's that UFC one fifty one? I would. I would love. How great would that be if, like, you know, again, like, like maybe like in two thousand nineteen, it's like you know. Oh, now here's UFC one fifty one. What's his name? <laughs> the Brazilian reporter who asked that question. Diego. Yeah, yeah poor Diego too. Like, yeah, like, like literally. I forget what Diego's last name is, but yeah, Rivas. Yeah, I think that could be it. Know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Diego yeah. didn't deserve to have that happened to no. him. But um sorry, carry on. 
But he didn't. Anyway. T- I, I don't think he took it I, personal at all because he realized that Dana was just saying something. The crowd, but it's yeah. funny the crowd seeing that wants to be like, "Boo!" I'm sure Diego was like, "What the yeah, fuck why? are they booing about?" <laughs> like it's no right, biggie. <laughs> let's talk about the press conference as a whole then. Let me because now that we're getting into this, this uh, <laughs> oh wait, journalists yeah. getting abused. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. All right. I mean, where do we want to start in this thing? Right. Uh, okay. So it did start out as an absolute shit show to, to begin with. The audio was messed up, and, and I hate saying that because. We, I mean, we work intimately with a lot of these guys that set up the production. We know how hard they work, um, and for whatever reason, man, I mean, things happen. Hey, we had a malfunction. I had my own audio. Co- Cold Coffee's video stream today had no audio on it at all for twenty for twenty one yeah. minutes. Wow! So, so it's we, a good so, thing there were twenty seven more minutes. <laughs> I know. What was awesome though is that some fucking diehard love you to death motherfuckers <laughs> stayed on there, either reading lips or talking wow. shit about me the whole time, like. When when I saw it, I was like, oh, my God, the fucking audio. I'm like, I got to bring the stream down. I got to reset this thing. And I looked, and there were still like 150 <laughs> people. Shout out to the hardcore gangsters. I was like, who the fuck is still watching <laughs> this? Like, I can't hear anything, but I just love MMA Junkie so much. Like, They're I like, I just want to sit in the chat and talk shit about this camera guy. I'm like, <laughs> kudos to you. Yeah, so the, the audio issues were tough. Um, so that, that started out. So that started out rough, which was probably like, I don't know, like a good like tie-in to two thirty-two because the whole thing has <laughs> yep. just been like a probably like, it was probably pro- you know it was good that it was problematic. It was I should say by the way uh, on on a bright spot a lot more fans than I thought were going to be Dude, there today. Yeah, I would say good. three times more than open workouts in New York. Right. Like yeah, which was another bit of a like we forget a couple months later, but like that was a shit show card too. Yeah. Um, but like that was in New York on the floor at Madison Square Garden. The most frustrating security that I've ever dealt with, and there were like sixty people there. Oh, they're and, frustrating. Oh, I hate them. <laughs> they're I, so bad. I hate them. They're they, so bad. I literally whatever. I'm There's that gonna... one little old lady. She's not as bad when <laughs> she when she like that bitch. Yeah, she's like she's like a fucking ball buster. Like everybody else follows her line, but it's like if if she wants to like drop a hammer, it sucks. I hate that fucking. I'm just crew. gonna tell this story. I I had a coffee and a cigarette on my walk my walk over, which you guys don't smoke cigarettes. I had to use the men's room, and I got there and showed up at Madison Square Garden and had to wait 45 minutes, so I was like pretty much just like a sweaty, hot mess, and I got through security, which they made us line up. They made media line up with the fans to go through, so the fans were pissed. I was pissed. Everyone was pissed, and then we got there, and I could see the men's room, and I was like, I just got to use the men's room, like the washroom. Please let me be. Just let me just... Oh, no, I just shit. Um, oh. <laughs> and like it was Appreciate like getting back. Real. And they real. literally were like, they were like, we're sorry that that space isn't open for media, only the public. What? And I was like, I have like, like this is I, like I am a, a human being. Yeah, like this is a serious thing. Like you just gotta let me. And they wouldn't let me go. So and I made it to the washroom. Let's be clear. I don't know if washroom is the Canadian term. That's very Canadian for term. shit room. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I literally Wash like by the time I got into like open workouts in New York. I'd like probably had 55 of the worst minutes of my life, and I was furious. <laughs> so today was better. That's the, um, that's, that's the glorious <laughs> life on the road. Yeah, no, listen, uh, the, the crowd showed up today, and I will say uh, um, they should have been more adult. Well, okay, so I was going to say, <laughs> to me, it was very reminiscent of a New York crowd. I, I will say, I'm, 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 I've, I've been you know, adamant about this. I'm not the biggest fan of New York as a whole sometimes, but I love. 
the New York energy of yeah. crowds. Like, I love that they basically like heckle the, the press conference and stuff. And that's kind of what was going on there today. I mean, they were yelling stuff. And, and uh, you know, when they were having the audio issues, there was some dude in the back that was like, turn <laughs> up the speakers. I can't hear a damn thing. You know, that that's was awesome. great. I didn't hear that. Oh, it was amazing. That was great. And the other good one was, uh, and I don't remember what the line was that set it off. But uh, I think John, it was John saying oh, something Jones. about it. Yeah. yeah, and I don't remember what he said. But he somebody said he couldn't ingest the the minuscule amount of tyrannobulb. That's what it was. Yeah. And somebody says, "But because you snorted it," <laughs> yeah. and he, he actually, he actually, I will say, in, in in a moment of probably the most comical moment to me, the whole thing, like John kind of gave this look, like. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I, can, I can see how that happened. I can totally see that happen. Uh, so it was it was a wild print. So I will say kudos to to LA. And you know what's funny? I I, I tweeted earlier because I had heard that um that this thing is almost a sellout and that it's almost done. And uh you know there's a couple hundred seats left and they're and they're playing sellout. And and people they price pointed it right. They press they I mean, price that, pointed three hundred dollars is the most expensive ticket, which is amazing. Yeah. Where again, cage side was like a thousand in Vegas. But it was funny because um. A lot of people came at me on Twitter. They were like, ah, oh, I can't believe, you know, that's such a stupid comment. Like, of course it almost sold out. And I'm like, dude, I don't know. To me, like, I'll be honest. I don't have the financial means to just, like, on a holiday week especially, no, not to chance. be like, you know what, man? Me and my wife are going to go drop 500 bucks on the fights this weekend. You know what I mean? Like, no. I can't do that, you know? So, like, the fact that on three days where the ticket sales, they were supposed to sell, you know, it looks like they're going to sell at the arena – I, I I will admit I'm in I'm impressed by it and I, I was kind of surprised and that people came at me like I was an idiot. I mean I'm not no I'm not surprised at that. Maybe I am an idiot, but I, I don't know. Like to me it is still impressive. If they sell this arena out on three days, it is still impressive. It's like it's one of the great stories of an MMA fandom yeah. ever. And I will say what you were saying about New York. Like I've had some pretty bad weeks. Uh, Simon Head literally had to get me home after I was drugged <laughs> before 199. Like, literally got, like, roofied oh, at a bar. That's a good story. All of my stuff got stolen the next year uh, with Matt Wells oh, and yeah. Jose Youngs. Like, I've had Why some, do you keep coming here? Know, but the fight nights are always... And, like, 199 is a bad bad night because of what happened with Ariel. Sure. But, like, the fights oh, themselves the fights are, are incredible. The L.A. crowd, like, I feel like you tend... This is a city with 25 million people. And I love the forum. I love the fight cards themselves. I wish the people would stop doing terrible shit to me every time that I was here. That's funny. I but, forgot how much um, bad stuff had happened to you here. Uh, this is like this is nowhere. Just like I haven't had a good week in LA ever, and I want one. Like I want LA to accept me. It's and going take good me so in. far. It's going good so far. Oh, it's been great. It's going it, good. I so mean, far. it helps that we're staying at the airport. So like, there's not really. <laughs> like, yeah. Literally, by the way, this hotel is like. <laughs> Four minutes from the airport, like <laughs> oh, no. if that, and that's because of traffic. I'm sure that. Oh no, I can. I can see a plane. Taking oh yeah, you can right literally now. see them yeah. taking off. All right, so let's talk about this press conference. Um, can man. I just ask? Can I ask? So many ways. Start? Yeah, you can ask whatever because there's so many ways to tackle this thing. Like one of the biggest train wrecks I've ever seen in my yeah. life. That's the thing is okay. So I I'll say this. Kudos to uh, Dana and I guess everybody for kind of understanding that. Like, look. The press conference was going to be about drugs, period. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's no way around it. Like, it's going to be about drugs. And they didn't necessarily shy away from it. Again, Dana did say, I can't answer the technical stuff. But I think he's being pretty honest there. Like, I mean, he's not that educated in this stuff. as In the same way that Jeff Nowitzki probably can't talk about matchmaking that well. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, that, that's just not their specialty. So, you hire people to do that for you. That's it. So, I'm okay with that. I, I didn't expect him to be able to, to, to go through everything. But, yeah, um... Uh, 
I, I, I was anxious to see what Alex's attitude would be, and I and I and I love the way that um, he answered because it was it was Anthony Walker who, in the uh, in the media day last week in in Vegas, was one that I was like, man, good kudos. That's a great. I hadn't even thought about that where he was like, bottom line, Alex, do you think John Jones is a cheater? You know, yep. and, and Alex was very much like, ah. Uh, it's not really my place, you know. Very political, very nice. And I thought, boy, now that this has happened, we got to rephrase. It. Like, now we got to re-ask it. And so, you know, I asked them, and right away said, yeah, yeah, he is. You know. And then they started going at it a little bit, and that's when the technical issues came in. It was frustrating, but um, I was interested to see what what Alex's attitude was today. And he definitely seems annoyed. He definitely seems oh. uh, just. And like when I say it was a train wreck, it was an incredibly compelling press oh, yeah. conference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, so you started, you asked John, yep. and he gave you his political John right. response, and then you asked Alex, and he was like, "Everything this guy says is bullshit." Yeah, <laughs> like even before you asked him the yep. cheater question, he literally was just like, "Like that was where I could immediately see." I was like, "This guy just is sick of it." Don. and like. These two, like, it's one of the things that I love about this fight is it's one of those rare occasions where, like, at any point, had John been clean over the last five years, they could have pitted these guys against each other, and we would have been thrilled, right? Right, right. Like, we've been waiting for this fight for a long time, but we always kind of knew it would come when the time was right. I love it for that reason. But then he called him a cheater, and then somehow this, like, very, like, generic MMA press conference comment where he was like this guy's not confident unless he puts stuff in his body yeah turns into like a 30 minute point of discussion <laughs> that john just can't let go of even though he misheard it asked alex to re-say it i put it in my head yeah. like, no and like but like i have never seen and i i've said this to you guys earlier but maybe i'm overreacting to it but like the way that john couldn't let that go was like almost disturbing to me. Yeah, he literally was so bothered by the fact that Alex was claiming, which everyone claims. Like Cormier has said, like, "Oh, you're on drugs. That's why you beat me." Right. He hasn't really said it, but Alex basically that's what he said. He was like, "You're a cheater. You're not confident unless you put stuff in your body, and that's what gives you the confidence." I, and John couldn't let it go. So that's you. You know, you and I were talking before we we sat down to, on, on the mic tonight, and you said, "Listen, I feel like John wasn't mentally right." Is that is that what you meant by that? Like, I didn't want to dig too far into it because I kind of wanted to find out. Like, I didn't want to, I didn't want you to explain it all there because I wanted to kind of get into that here. Like, is that it? Like, you you felt like it bothered him more than it should. It was have? weird because. Gustafson never brought it up again. Right. But like three or four times later, John would be like, it's hilarious to me. Clearly not finding it funny at all. <laughs> like, like that is um, the opposite of hilarious. Like, but I, I, And like it got to him. It Like that comment. And, it, and the only reason I'm saying it got to him, and I may look like an idiot in three days if John Jones just goes out and just absolutely looks incredible. I am not saying it's going to have any impact on the fight. I am like effectively sure. talking about body language and what he did. But he literally was like deeply disturbed by the fact that Alexander Gustafson seemed to be ignoring the evidence that Jeff Nowitzki and Dana had presented and was implying that like, no, he's been a cheater the whole time. And it was only one comment that he couldn't hear and then deliberately misheard. And like, I've just never seen like with Cormier, Cormier can say whatever the hell he wants. And Jones basically like laughs it off and just insults him. Right. And he couldn't do that this time. It he is. Was, he like, 
He was obsessed over that one point. It is interesting to me, like, uh, to watch John today the way that he was like, listen, I'm not upset about anything. It is what it is. You know, this part of my history, blah, blah, blah. But then he, like, kind of said, I'm almost angry that this came out. You know, and again, he said, I'm not taking swipes at USADA. I'm not, I'm not doing that. But he's like, you know, this, this, this amount, this trace amount in my body was so minuscule that I don't think people should even be discussing it. You know, like I can't even believe that was even brought up. And, um, and, and then Alex just chimed back like, bro, you had stuff that's not supposed to be in your body, in your body, like period. And that's sort of the end of story. Yep. Which if let us take John Jones and the UFC and you sat out there word for a second. Let's assume that John Jones accidentally ingested a tainted supplement a year and a half ago. Had to lose a year and a half of his career, got suspended for 15 months, had his name dragged through the mud, and through no fault of his own, there are still metabolites that are just lingering in his body, and he's now having to deal with this. We talked to Andre Orlovsky, and I brought it up a second time because he said it, and he was like, John, he said it. He was like, John feels like everyone hates him. Yep. Of course this has been a really fucking hard week for him, right? Like, of course it sucks. If he actually didn't do anything wrong with that drug test, if it actually was dick pills before UFC 200, if he has actually never done anything, and I'm not saying that that's true, I know. and this comes out, that must be crushing. To just, like, be actually labeled a cheater when you've never cheated, and knowing that the third time you're never going to escape it, if, and it's a huge if, he's actually telling the truth, John Jones, like, I fully sympathize with him because it's not fair what's happening to him. That's the that. question, right? Like, I know, sir. But how can we take him at his word, right? So, okay, so you know what, man? Let's 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 put everything aside. Let's put everything aside for just a second, all right? And I, and I, I'm going to ask you a question that I, I don't even know I, that I know. At the end of the day, do you think that John Jones is a cheater? Currently or in the past? As a whole. I don't know. I think. I guess I think of a cheater. I think of somebody that's actively doing it. I think has he maybe messed up in the past? Sure. So you think maybe he took something the first time and that maybe – so you don't so, – so in your opinion, the, the science that you've heard, the thing that you've heard, like you, you, you buy into the fact that he's not currently ingesting anything. This is a long-form metabolite. That I don't buy into. So you think he's, so you think he's still cheating? I though? mean, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I just how it's been clarified to me, I would want to research further rather than just have like Dana and them sort of like stumble over it. Yeah. I would want it, but I don't also, I mean, if fancier science people are saying that then who am I to say that it's not true? But I I do believe that he probably has taken something in the past. You know, I think a lot of high-level athletes have the money to take shit that gets in and out of your system, but if you get caught on the wrong time, I mean like I used to have a buddy that uh, played in college sports, and the shit that even college athletes could get their hands on was so high grade. And I mean, and people were able to time that shit out. And I mean, athletes that have money that can actually bring somebody. And I'm not saying this is what he did, but I'm just saying like people can do this and fucking time their cycles, and they can take shit that knocks other levels out, so it doesn't make it almost intraceable. So the fact that there were traces in there whether it be an accident or not just it's just a little shady right you know so i believe that there probably was an instance where he's made some mistakes in the past maybe has taken something and got popped but so in that sense 
yeah, you could just say, yeah, he's a cheater. And as for right now, he probably, I would think he's got too much to lose to actively keep doing it. But right. and with that physicality and what he's able to be doing, I don't think he physically needs anything. That's I mean, it, with man. what he's already have, what the fuck do you need to take something for? That's why I, I would want to lean on the side that he's not doing anything right now because uh, he doesn't need to. He's too fucking young to be needing a lot of the the assists that he's he's doing. And but I don't know. Maybe I'm foolish. Maybe I'm foolish, right? And and I will say, man, I'm probably one of the most. I don't say naive, but I guess I just I look for the positive side of things. I guess I don't know. But to me. I don't believe John Jones is a cheater. I don't believe that he needs to physically. Right. I believe he's. I believe he's gifted physically. Right. I, be, I believe he's gifted. He, I mean, I, I believe he is probably the greatest talent to ever compete in this sport, and I believe much of it is natural. Not to say that he's not a hard-working guy as well, but I believe he just has the tools. I don't believe he needs to cheat. Now that said, knowing John. I know that he – I mean, he definitely parties, and he definitely yeah. doesn't worry could, too much. that could be and where see, a lot of it comes from is just fucking partying. And you maybe never know. Maybe, I mean. maybe it is illegal stuff. But and, and the other thing is, too, I could see John – like, I could see John, like, somebody just going, like, bro, try this and see how you feel. And right. he'd just be like, fuck, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, do I believe – so that's the thing is, like, I believe that John Jones may have put something in his body – that he shouldn't have. Like, I, I, mean, yeah. I mean, obviously he did, right? Like, right. but, but, I, and I believe that it could have been like, again, like, you know, he's always said it was a dick pill, it was this, and that's possible too, knowing his lifestyle, knowing the way he lives, that is very, very possible. Still too goddamn young for dick pills, son. Uh, uh, How much sex you get? <laughs> that poor wife of his. <laughs> but I could see somebody just being like, hey, bro, try this, you'll feel even better, and him yeah. going like, yeah, I'm down, not real, because I don't think, like, I, I don't think he thinks of the long-term, like, I do not believe, you cannot convince me that John Jones has taken part in a high-level doping program, you know what I mean, like, oh, you yeah. can't convince me that no John Ivan Jones, Drago shit. yeah, has done some Lance Armstrong, <laughs> Ivan Drago, you know what I mean, like, like you said, he doesn't have the like, money to pay off, so, he sounded so, like, a, if Lance Armstrong, so what I gotta do, I gotta send you my urine at this point, you know what I mean, like, I, you yeah. cannot convince me, that was me. pretty, cra- that is pretty crazy, that shit, I've, I've seen that study that that guy did when he worked with the Russian guy, right. to actually fool the system, or right. whatever, and, and, and and speaking about like so, even just like drugs, like back in the day when I used to do a lot of fun little drugs and stuff, I remember smoking weed. Somebody's like, "Oh, this is sprayed with this and this, and this is dosed with this and this." And here, take this pill. You know, this is ecstasy. Ecstasy. It's got a little this. It's a little that. And I mean, like, who knows what the fuck you right. know we ingested? So I mean, right. it could literally just be from just experiment with different fucking drugs that maybe doesn't want to admit drug use. Maybe thinks people will be afraid. You know, maybe. And so likes to pop some ecstasy doped up with some other shit, you know? I mean, but isn't who knows? the larger question, like, is that good enough? Like, is our lifestyle, like, I, I am not a judgmental person about drugs. Right. Go do yeah. recreationally whatever you want. Frankly, if you're if you're not competing and, and earning money based on how much you're doing, I don't know, go do PEDs. Like, I don't, right. I, I, right. I genuinely don't care. But has John Jones earned just the benefit of the doubt at this point? Like, no. and this is my issue. Like, his problem started when USADA came in. That's undeniable. I, I am not, I, I'm actually not willing just as a reporter to necessarily give, like, a firm, do I think he's on drugs or right. not? Answer. My issue is that, like, there is a lot of evidence that suggests that we should be suspicious of him. And in this particular case that we're dealing with, the UFC is coming in. Maybe that this is the right thing. Maybe it's not. I don't know. But 
they made a really, really big scene a couple years ago after Anderson popped. And it was Anderson and John's cocaine test, like sort of one and two, back to back, that that really forced them to go with USADA. We forget how just like quick a reaction sure. that was. They they did it basically based on those two things, and it was a zero tolerance policy and all that. And we've moved a long way away from that. And I do think that there's a debate to be had about performance-enhancing drugs in general and how they can be used in recovery. But John hasn't done anything to suggest that I should be giving him that benefit of the doubt. And it's true. frankly, when USADA came in, he started testing badly. And the dick bills thing's not good enough for me. I think that there's a responsibility that comes with an athlete in stepping into any field of play, but particularly an octagon where you're being allowed to enact violence on another person. And I think we should expect better. How fucking crazy is it, man? As you're sitting there talking about it, it's so true, man. I mean, John Jones is incredible, but like the, the mistakes that he's made and the decisions that he's made over his career. And, you know, we're now moving entire events, understanding the criticisms that's going to entail, understanding all that's going to happen for that, and that Demetrius Johnson, yeah. we're letting him go somewhere else. You know, a guy that's never done anything wrong. You we know what I mean? earlier when we were having uh, dinner that people hate Kamara Usman because he said 30% yeah. and Dana White misinterpreted that comment. Yeah. And it's now killed. accepted as common fact. Yeah. Like, what John's done, whether or not it was intentional, I think we should expect that our athletes not be smoking weed that might have dick shell shit on it. And like I don't know, like I, I just got shit. That's some good shit. Smoke some the, weed and get is, fucking the, hard on. This is like what's who, that? This is the guy who admitted that his manager did. The drug testing, like stuff oh. online, like he has That's kind of been swept under the rug. I remember that came out. Like that should. I mean, what? <laughs> I'm sorry, he hasn't done enough for me to just say like I'm well willing to. Okay, proclaim just him like it. All right, yeah. yeah. So point, point. All right, so point. On that point, let's go ahead. And again, I, I, I'm not just trying to insult John Jones. I mean, John just. I, I I think he's the greatest talent to ever do this. And. But man, ah, just I mean, we're I guess we're all human beings. Trust me, I'm I'm flawed as well. But uh, let's talk about uh, the the interaction with the reporter today. Mm-hmm. Um, wh- what did you take from that? Because uh, I mean, I, I can we start with the obvious? She is Swedish. She asks questions directly. People from Scandinavian countries. I sort of thought that her questions, if you were watching it from the outside. She just asked the direct. Okay, see that's question. so that's what I was gonna see that's what I was gonna say. They were I, problematic I, questions. I didn't know how to how to how to phrase that properly, and you just did it. Like I'm not trying to say like what John did was right, but I do like the questions were phrased, and I'm not trying to insult her. I'm not yeah. trying to insult her. A, I mean English is her second language. Yep. Uh, so you're asking a second language. Um, and and again, you, you mentioned the Scandinavian, Swedish, kind of the way they do things. There's a reason that MMA Junkie Pear is, uh, <laughs> is, is 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 as weird as he is. You know, uh, loves oh, Hooters wings. Oh, I love some Hooters wings. Gosh, he loves Hooters. Wings. First person ever to go to Hooters for <laughs> reasons completely independent. It's so yeah, he's like, oh, there's women there. I never noticed before. It's just the chicken is phenomenal. Um, yes, the the questions were to, so that's why I I didn't want to sit here and like either a write John an excuse or B insult this reporter and, and I had met her before I can't remember her name but I, I had met her before in some of the events in Sweden um, and, and, and she works hard man I've seen her like she hustles she's good but yeah the, the, the questions were kind of oddly phrased oddly phrased yeah like why are we here like 
that's what we've been talking about mm-hmm. is why we're here. You know yeah. what I mean? I so liked it. I liked you, her. You I like, liked. I liked, liked the direct the approach. I thought. It, I thought it was tough questions, and uh, she she has nothing to be. Uh, the only question got weird to me was her phrasing towards uh, cyborgs which, energy. Which like was poorly phrased though, right? Right. right. That was trying, that one. I could feel like it was poorly phrased. Like the other one just felt like it was a direct question. Like why are we still here with this guy on the card? Why is he not suspended for two years? Like to me, I mean, like I read it's through a that wild and, question, <laughs> but like, but it was I know direct. What you're I mean, yeah. like it was it was a very tough question, but there I can't fault her for that question because she asked a, a very hard question that is a valid question. So I had no problem with her. And like potentially, she could have just been like, "What the fuck are we talking about? Like, why are we here?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This guy's tested positive so many times. Like, right. that's realistic. Yeah, I mean, that that's was, what she was That would have been like right. the American like, versus to stand up. <laughs> like, hey, hey, guys, seriously, what the fuck are we doing here? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I do agree with you. Like, yeah. I, I, I do think what she was getting at was like inherently good. Like, I, I agree with yeah. what she did. I thought John was a fucking asshole to her. And I don't well, think he yeah. would have done. I like. I I don't know. I don't think he would have done it to a guy. It's so weird that, and I guess that's what I. I guess that's what I wanted to get at because, right or wrong, like John, bro, like dude, like is this the one time you could just let it go? Like, yeah. I, I, like I don't say this. I had no problem with him saying next question. No. Right, dude, that is your right. Like, and I think that's what people need to understand. Like, dude, we have the right to be there as media and straight up every athlete on the card. Has the right to say next question every time. Next question. Yeah. Next question. Like literally, there is no, there is no contractual obligation or moral obligation to answer our question. If that's what you want to do, if you want to do, you know, the I'm just here so I don't get fined. You can absolutely do that. In fact, you don't even have to say I'm here so I won't get fined because there is no collective bargaining agreement. You nope. won't get fined. You don't have to answer shit. And I didn't have a problem with John just saying. Next question. Zero problem. But right. why did you have to start? Why did you have to start basically like uh, uh, abusing her at but that it's, point? It's where I thought that he was a little bit when I like this. This relates back to what I was saying earlier. He was a little bit off. He seemed a little bit rattled today. And I'm well, not saying rattled. Like got, it definitely got under his skin. You could tell he. I think he was definitely still uncomfortable about the whole understanding of what the science was. So I think he was probably off because he was. Like probably like let's just get to the end of this fucking presser. Let's but why just get didn't to the your, end. like you had your crisis management PR person? I don't know how else to refer to them. I'm sure that that's not their actual title. There, I saw her. The yeah. same woman. No, who, it is. When I googled her name the first time she was there, because they were like, "You all know so and so." You're yeah. like, I, "No, I no, don't, we don't." Yeah. Literally, it's her name is. Okay, hold on. If your job is crisis management PR. Shouldn't you not have that as your name? You know what I mean, like because because that means you're only needed when there's crisis involved. And clearly, yeah. what she told him because let's be honest, his his main message today was this was such a small amount that I could not have ingested it. But no one's saying you ingested a minuscule amount. What people are worried about is you ingested more and, that's and it hasn't left. left your system. Yeah, that is. So that was her message to him. Everything else he wasn't prepared for, right? And he clearly just took it out on this. I mean, I, I'll be straight up with you. I went up with her. The first thing I did was I went up and I was like, "Hey, just for the record, those questions were legitimate. I hope you're all right." You only went up to her because she was. Cute. And by the way, Danny Austin. <laughs> uh, Danny Austin. I will be. Have you noticed my <laughs> rainbow socks? I would have been rattled in that situation had John yeah. done that to me. Right. I was legit. Like. She was he geared, probably would not like, have done it if it was a male. If it was a male reporter, yeah, he probably would have just been more dismissive. But he probably wouldn't. At least, at least I don't remember him saying anything like when Floyd dismissed Amber. 
Well, he did that uh, thing to Luke Thomas that one time. But he yeah, had, but he. I don't think he was. Uh, I don't think he was ever right? like he didn't. He didn't at least cross line. What he did this time, which I thought was getting borderline, when he was like, he was Ooh, like, "Who is this girl? Who is this girl?" I mean, he didn't at least do like when Floyd dismissed Amber. He was like, he was like, uh, something, something. Just be quiet, young lady, right. or something. And started then taking it down. The thing was like, okay, now you're just being wrong, you know. Um, yeah, I just have a play, feeling man. that he, yes, he can dismiss people, but he was very close to really crossing a line in the way that he was dismissing her. And I, he I'd have to go back really and listen close. to it because I don't think he ever, like, made it, like, a sexist thing. But you could tell that he was being very dismissive of it her. It would have been an issue. And when he started saying, he like, oh, who is this girl? Who's this? You know, then he yeah. started – you could tell he was going that direction. I didn't take it as sexist, but I did think it as – it just wasn't needed, man. It just yeah. wasn't necessary. I didn't think it was sexist. I just – and you know what? Let's be honest. Male or female, John Jones could dominate all of us. So of I'm sure, like, yeah. let's, like, who he probably doesn't look at it that way. So that's unfair to assign to him. Except that, like, I do think female reporters get given a harder time. So sure. it, it, I, that's where my mind jumped while it was happening. She was fine. She kind of like seemed to laugh it all off at the end of it. Yeah. Um, but like, man, it was it was kind of just an asshole move. I thought so too. Completely unnecessary. Like, Especially forget if you're all the politics. If you're it trying was just to a dick move. If you're yeah. trying to, well, yes, yeah, forget all the politics. But if you're trying to rebuild your image or you're trying to. It just what a, a, and he could have gave the same answer that hiccup, he could have gave yeah. the same answers that he gave when you asked like when you said people are always going to be coming up and bringing up the fact that you're you're a cheater this is how do you how are you going to deal with this he could have took the same answer to why why are you still here you know when you're causing this to to other fighters he could have did the same thing and just said you know you know, uh, it's unfortunate, you know, what happened to the other fighters. You know, we're working with the science to try to figure out what, what happened here and why it didn't happen. It's unfortunate that the other fighters' lives were disrupted for this. I apologize, you know, but we're going to try to move forward and have a good event. I may be wrong. You know, instead of just being like, you know, next question sit or down. sit down, girl, or whatever. Yeah, he's like, sit down. <laughs> She's like, I'm already She's sitting. like, I'm already sitting. I couldn't hear that <laughs> live, and I went back and <laughs> I was like, like, I'm I was like yeah, you are. Good for you, girl. Good Get him. But like, Get I may be wrong about the order, but like the asterisk question is like just as like offensive to him as anything else. Right. And he answered that like no problem. That's true. He gave us insightful, yeah. smart answer. That's true. Like thought about it. Like John had his moments today where like, but he also just I my honest opinion is that he knew that he cost money to everyone on the card, and this is a really awkward week. Yeah, and it's kind of gotten to him that like he just can't seem to catch a break yeah yeah and yeah. and by the way i you know it, so when i talked to him on the phone the other day uh before we came down here he said like literally i apologize to every fighter i ran into today i actually talked to uh some ufc staff today they said he's literally been walking up to ufc staff and apologizing to them mm -hmm. and, and going like dude i'm I, you know i'm so sorry i know you had to work extra I just, so i mean behind the scenes john jones is talking to people and, and, and doing the right thing so um all, all right Dude, I don't know if we've ever talked about a fight for an hour like this, man, about one fight. Let's talk about Saturday night. Not necessarily a prediction, but let, let me ask. I mean, you know, tomorrow's, it, it, we always, as we always do, it's Thursday night, so tomorrow morning's the weigh-ins. Um, you know, tomorrow will be kind of a quiet day for media terms, whatever. Then Saturday, you know, then we get then we get the fight. I mean, all this is, I mean, it's one of the craziest weeks in MMA history, right? I mean, there's no question about it. Like, this, just the way this whole thing has unfolded, it is one of the most bizarre weeks in MMA history. When it comes down to Saturday night, 
you know, I see some people saying, I'm not going to watch that shit. I'm not going to buy it. But I mean, at the end of the day, and it's so, it's so weird because, you know, we talk about good things and bad things for the sport, but like, this is a badass fight, right? I mean, this is a badass fight, and these two dudes are dialed in, man. John Jones has something to prove. Alexander Gustafson has something to prove. I mean, with all that's happened, are you like gonna show up on Saturday night and be like, I, I, I can't believe I have to cover this. Like I'm just, I'm here because it's how I collect my paycheck. Or are you gonna be as they're walking to the cage, rubbing your hands together, going, so here we go. You can confirm the story because you're literally the only character other than me involved in it. Right. On what Sunday night? Right. The news broke. I was in Toronto with my family. I was out drinking heavily right. with my buddy Bark, and it broke, and I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, I, it all worked out. This has not been a huge inconvenience for me. I called my boss. I was like, can I go? I got to go L.A. instead of Vegas. Gonna, It's going to be a couple hundred dollars more, and he was like, yep, go. And then I wrote you, and I was like, yo, how the hell do I do this? <laughs> not for a single second did I consider the fact that I wasn't going to be here, yep. cover it, Love it. I love this fight so much. Yep. You wore your good socks for it. I wore my good socks for it. I think Alexander Gustafson is the toughest matchup for John Jones. Uh, I personally think Alexander Gustafson is probably going to win this fight. Um, I love this fight. This is like why I watch MMA. Yeah. It's I'm, I'm not happy. We can't say that we're okay with them switching it to L.A. because... We're all paid to be here. That's right. Like we weren't. I mean, yes, we weren't I, personally. Affected. I had to leave my house, and and you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, yes, it was a slight inconvenience that I had to. I'm not with my family right now, but I wouldn't have been spending that much time with my family anyway. It would have been worth it. So, yeah, and it, it it cost me zero money out of pocket. You know what I mean? It yeah. cost my company money, but that's it. So I'm secretly thrilled. You know, yeah, I'll say it. I'm. I, I feel awful, and I really, really, really do. I feel terrible for the people who can't be here or who spent money. Absolutely. Um, I can make the argument that if you didn't have the extra $500 to come to L.A., you probably shouldn't have flown from Sweden to watch <laughs> this fight anyways because so you wrong. should be making savings. Right. Um, but I'm so happy that this fight is happening on Saturday. Yep. I'm like, just in terms of like me loving this sport and me loving both John Jones and Alexander Gustafson as fighters, and I do not think – Either of them are bad people. I do right. not think John Jones is a bad guy. I think he's a guy who makes I mistakes. Know. And I make mistakes. That's I'm so happy that I get to watch these guys fight. I'm so happy. I can't wait. Cole Coffey, you're never afraid to voice your criticism when you think some of this shit. So I want to ask you the same thing. I mean I never criticize. When this fight happens, uh, it's so funny you say that, Danny. It's so weird. I mean, when you when you literally put John Jones's resume on paper, it's like, what a piece of shit. But I don't think he's a piece of shit. I just think he's a... Uh, he's done some silly, done silly, some stupid, stupid shit. stuff. And like, he's done stuff that... The I mean, accident still is ranked super high on the list of completely shitty things. The worst one is the wreck and then sprinting back to, to grab stuff from the car and leaving again and not check. That's the worst. Yeah. That's worse than drugs. That's yeah. worse than... Yeah. That, and that's something that... That's the one that I can say that I don't think I would do. But I also understand panicking, and I also sure. understand like, like he fucked up, and I'm willing to forgive. Like I, I think John Jones is a good, is a good enough guy. That's all I'm saying is I don't think he's a bad human being. All right, so cool coffee with all yeah. the bullshit that's going on and everything that's happened around this. Walking into Saturday night, 
I mean, you're, you're by the way, I mean, I'll be working in the back by the you'll time. You'll be working the back. But by the way, I was going to say I was going to say I mean, you know, you're you're I was going to say you're a fan of the fight game and 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 I don't mean a fan so much as as an absolute expert as the I mean, is it it's clinched up at this point, I right? I don't know. No, Did you close. clinch the it's championship? It'll, it'll, after this event will be clinched, I think. The, 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 I mean, Cole Coffey is the 2018 <laughs> MMA Junkie Picks Champion, I think. Can you I think imagine? So. Let me, let me take a bow. Let me mean, take a bow. Let me take a bow. I hope I didn't curse right there. Is I know. Like, I, I, like still, the, uh, I think I have a nine. I have a nine uh, pick lead over the second place with eleven fights and, left or ten. No, because there's five, five for UFC. See, now you're just jinxing me. And then that. six, and then six for PFL. Six for the PFL. Do you add just like symphony music for the entire time that you talk? This entire podcast. Oh, yeah. I think oh, should have it. I should. Like, the Jurassic Park music, just in the background. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. That's yeah. a good one. I I kept having fucking going, going back, back to Cali, Cali in my head earlier, but that doesn't really make sense for like epic pick no, music. No, but no, no. Uh, say, all right, so but I am excited. I am I am super excited for this fight. But yeah, as for like you know when when the you know the walkout like all that shit. I'll be working my hands, you know, I'll be working edits at that point, and I'll probably, right before working the fight hands. stop, I'll stop to, right. like, finally watch this. I'll actually probably try to make it so I can stop to watch the previous fight, so hopefully if that's some crazy shit, I'll either be coming down from excitement from the Cyborg Nunes fight uh, to get amped for, up for this one. But no, I mean, I'm excited to see. I mean, I still... I know that Gustafson has gotten a lot better, but I also feel like the first fight was the version of Jones that wasn't giving his all in training. He wasn't preparing the right way. No question. Um, so I'm looking forward to Jones coming back and being pretty devastating too. So um, I uh, – our staff picks and went out. I already gave it to our Patreon people. So Damn I right. Mind saying that, yes, I am leaning for Jones on this one. I think uh, – as as close as it was, I think if anything, uh, it's going to be absolutely incredible. Uh, but I still think that Jones, uh, if he's doing like what, what I know he can do, I don't see anybody stopping him. Right. I think Gus is going to give him a good run for his money, but I think Jones still is just such a fucking incredible athlete. I'm intrigued, man. I can't wait for this fight, despite all the bullshit. All right, listen, we've never spent this much time talking about one fight, but the, the, the everything around the fight is incredible. I mean, this has become – it was already an intriguing fight, but this week made it even more intriguing. Uh, let's just real quickly, uh, main card, uh, Chris Cyborg, Amanda Nunes, a, a legit women's super fight. I mean, potentially, it is a super fight. potentially the greatest women's fight of all time. Yeah, it's a legit super fight. Not being talked about much. Michael Chiesa making the move up to 170 pounds facing Carlos Condit. Michael Chiesa, uh, dude, just, I mean, looking like a brand new human being, uh, not cutting down to 155. Corey Anderson, Ilya Latifi, a big fight there. Ilya Latifi, of course, has been involved in all this madness, uh, you know, in, in an intimate way as well. Chad Mendez versus Alex Volkanovsky. That, uh, that, is a, that is a massive fight at 145 pounds. You got the old guard with Chad Mendez, who's kind of coming back. Alex Volkanovsky, who's saying, you know, uh, you know, I'm, 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 the, I'm the new wave, and, and, and I'm going to get something done. Um, we'll start with you, Danny. Uh, out of the, out of this main card, give me a, a storyline or a fight that you're most excited about. Uh, I will preface it by saying that I was so glad Amanda Nunez was on stage today because mm -hmm. she just brought a different energy. And in all those moments where I was like, 
how am I watching 45 minutes of this sport just like spiraling towards an <laughs> abyss? Mm-hmm. Uh, she kind of was like there, and like even when she was arguing with a cyborg, she's just a delightful person. Yep. She's a good person. Um, I also left. I, I literally got off the treadmill nine minutes after I saw saw you because she came in and started working out, and I was like, I can't, I can't allow Amanda Nunez to to see how out of shape I am. <laughs> so I left the gym uh, nine minutes in. Uh, honestly, um, I will say that I think the volkanovsky Mendez fight. Boy, that's a um, I was like, I was a big believer in Jeremy Kennedy before he fought Volkanovski, and Volkanovski absolutely trucked him. Right. Yeah. Uh, I think Volkanovski, like, he was a rugby player, I yeah. believe. Yeah, he was. Uh, I just think that he's one of those, like, next-level athletes where, you know, here we all, like, look at an NFL guy and we're like, you know, what can they bring when they bring that athleticism? And I think Volkanovski is on that level. Um, I love Chad Mendes too, though. Yeah. So this is just one of those fights where, like, I love the fights where you're like, look, the guy proves that he's a contender or he proves he's got more That's work it, to right? put in. And I, this is this is per- It's a perfect fight, man. It was funny. When Volkanovski, I remember when Volkanovski, because I was, I was at that card, obviously, up in Boise, Idaho, and Alex Volkanovski Boise. was calling for, for Chad Mendes. That's right, Boise. <laughs> Was calling for Chad Mendes, and I was like, "Well, that's not going to happen." But could have good on you, and then it did happen. I'm like, you know what? This fight is perfect, man. As you said, it's the it's the established guy versus the new guy. There's nothing wrong with Volkanovski losing this fight, right? Right. Like, right. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't set you back, you no. know, exponentially. It just it says, "Hey, you're 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 five or six or seven. You're yeah. not there." What about so you, who, Coffee? So who are you picking card? in that one? Uh, I'm picking Mendes. Yeah, I picked Mendez as well. If I Mendes did not like, pick Mendez. Yeah, you went with Alex? I went with Alex. I think uh, as much as I know that uh, Mendez has been the guy at the top of the division before he went away and took his time off, I just think the striking of Volkanovski, I think he's just a fucking beast. He's on another level. I think he's going to probably KO him. Maybe so maybe second think, round or something. Is he fighting for a title in the next 18 months? If Alex? Yeah. He should be. Yeah. If he, if he, this will be the one that probably – Keeps him on his trajectory going up. He's if he a, beats Chad Mendez, he's he's a beast. He's I mean, probably at, getting a number one contenders fight, depending on what's happening in that division. Yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, I guess it kind of depends on um, you know is is Max Holloway. That'll be six six fights in a row. That uh, six, and I'm not. I'm not sure saying what he gets that. a title fight next. No, but I mean he's he's screaming at the door. I mean, if he makes an impressive, uh, especially if he finishes Chad. He's got to be knocking on the door. I think, I think yeah. at that point, at that point, got to be knocking at on that the door. Point, That's my argument. At that point, I mean, I know uh, we had Ali Abdelaziz on MMA Junkie Radio this week, and he believes that Frankie Edgar should be next um, for Max Holloway. Whether that happens or not, we'll see. We have Aldo and Moicano happening. At the very worst, at the very worst, you'd have to say if Volkanovski wins, he should face the winner of Aldo Moicano, right? That'd be a good one. E- either, either he should face Frankie Edgar. Or he, should, or he should face the winner. Because if the winner of Aldo Moicano, if the winner of Aldo Moicano gets Holloway, which you got to think, if Aldo wins, there's no way he gets Holloway again, right? You couldn't. Not so you soon. couldn't do that. Uh, so if something happens there, you got to think. Yeah, you got to think. If, if Volkanovski wins, he either gets Frankie Edgar. That'd be a fun one. Or he gets Aldo. Or he gets. Moicano. I guess Aldo, because if Moicano wins, Moicano <laughs> probably gets Holloway. Get if you beat either yep. of those guys, you get a title shot. Yeah, so it's a yep. number one contender shot next. All right, so is that is that is that the one you're uh, most looking forward to in the well, main no, card? I mean, that, 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 that one is you? that is the probably the one, but you know I don't want to talk too much about because you you did pick that one. I would say if anything else, uh, is this the end of uh, Carlos Condit? You know yeah. the Michael Case. So that's another one I want to see. I mean, because I want to say Carlos is on a four fight losing streak. Fight, yeah. Most guys are already cut by at this point, but that's just a testament to one the guys that he's fought and lost to but also he just brings it but 
you know, we've seen him time and time again where, you know, he's like doesn't seem to have the energy, doesn't seem to have his heart. And that last time he was like, no, I'm back. I'm into it, you know, and then he didn't have his way. So it'd be interesting to see uh, what his take is. We didn't get to see him at all this week. Yep. So, you know, we didn't really get a chance I, to test his brain. knew he wasn't going to come down to the brain. voluntary media Yeah, I didn't, I didn't think so. I <laughs> knew mean, he wasn't going to come down. Knew BJ Penn wasn't going to come yeah. down. Because they get the same questions, you know, like, is it? Is this, is it? this it? You know, I it. mean, what's going to happen? So I'm kind of interested to see how that plays out. You know, Kiesa uh, said he's happy at that weight. You know, he, you said he looks good. I mean, he's just so God slick damn. and his submission's good. He's but I mean, so big. He's a big dude. Dude, how – Dude, it's how so, big was Cyborg though standing in so front of Nunes? Off. It's so like, funny though when shit. you when you see guys for the first time not depleting themselves, yeah, and you go like, "Holy shit, you're huge, dude!" Yeah. Like Michael Chiesa, he did that big a, winter he's flannel. He's not a small welter. Oh, yeah. that's true too. What's, but he's his not beard a small is strong. It's, it's, I kept, I was like looking at his beard. I was just like, "Man, look how thick and healthy that beard is." But we've got. I, I had a little beard envy. Because mine gets all spatch and spotchy and stuff. We've gone to a fair number. <laughs> like I've mostly seen my Michael Chiesa like at comedy shows in Vegas right. that we've all <laughs> right. we've all gone to. And yep. Shout out to Adam Hunter. Yeah. Shout out to Adam <laughs> Hunter. But like he's like one of the coolest guys in the entire he's organization. Very cool and then sucked during fight week because yeah. he was cutting so much. But like he has been a guy. I'm, and I swear on my life, I'm sure that I've never said this. On, on air, but I've never understood why he was fighting at 155. He's huge. I've never yeah. understood it. Um, like this is such a no-brainer. Yeah. Why? Like, go up to 170. And, and con- I mean, dude, he's gonna look big next. Week. I think he's. I think he's not gonna look undersized at all. He's one of those guys who I actually think like we could be talking about as a contender in a year or two. True. This would be a good. This would be a good test to see how he does. I mean, because Carlos, I yeah, even if and I this see, is, I can see you shake. I, I saw you like as you were ta- as as we were filming the scrum. I saw you shaking your head. You know when he was talking about the fact that man, I, I saw guys like Whitaker and I yeah. saw guys like Anthony Smith, and he's like, I I I, I just realized I need to do that. Yeah. It was funny. I could see you going. Yeah. God damn it. Yeah. Yep. It. So that's 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 probably the other one. I, I'd have to pull. Uh, he also gave the best answer. Like I think we pretty much every fighter who came through media, like the optional media availability, we asked how they'd been affected. And his answer was incredible because he went on for about a minute and he kept being like, none of this makes what happened okay. Yeah. But like we've got to just move on for now. He was yeah. like, we'll go back to it, which was – he said that that was kind of implied. Right. But he was like, I'm not okay with what happened. But what is the point of talking about yeah. it right now? Right. Like, well, he's let's got just move on. Yeah, and, and he's got other shit that's juggling that he's juggling as well with yeah. the whole civil cases and other stuff. So you know, you wonder how where his head's at too. I thought that when I was thinking about, it, I was like, I wonder how much his head's into it. But I could also see where when it deals with like legal stuff, there's nothing you can really do. You're probably so frustrated. You probably want to dive into your workout. So he's probably been really energized to get in there. You know, I've seen some clips, you know, and some pictures, you know, from where he was at the PI and stuff, and he looks like he's been, had some good training. So yeah. it should that should be a really, really good fight. So it's main card sick, man. It's it is, it is. And I, I just don't feel like – I feel like we've glossed over the Cyborg Nunes thing, but I know we could talk literally an hour about that one. I am excited about that because oh, Nunes is right. the one fighter that people said she has the power and she has the cardio that can, that can push Chris – Chris just has that strength, though. I mean, when you when I saw the size of them f- squaring off, 
It is so hard to discount the fact that Amanda's cranking her head back to look up into the face of, of Cyborg. And Cyborg is just so damn thick that if she can control that muscle and she doesn't burn out, and that's where Amanda, I think, has the best opportunity to literally just clench against her, keep her up against the, the, the cage, let let some of that energy burn, let those acids build into those big muscles, and then just separate and just pound on her. I mean, See, that's the thing. is, And I think you're right about that because I think what makes this intriguing is that Amanda Nunes does have the power to compete with Cyborg. She right. does. But at the same time, if you're game planning, you know, you don't say, hey, Amanda – just jump into the pocket and start throwing. Just start standing. You, you, know you got I mean? power yeah. that'll hurt you, her. You got no. You yeah. can't do that. Like you still. I mean, you mm-hmm. still have to be strategic, right? I mean, it's still yeah. as you said. Let's try to wear on her. Let's try to make those big muscles work. Let's That's try it. to grind her down try a little to bit. Just hook her Let's, and like you know, maybe you know, we can force, get her to the ground. Force, maybe we can get to the top position. Like force cyborg to try to she, hit, get under hooks and just work those yeah. arms constantly. Amanda at her best is compact, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's the yeah. one thing that cyborg like does tend to throw some pretty looping, incredibly powerful shots. But like, the way to hold on to those is just get behind your right. your fist and just block. Yeah. And, but we've seen we've seen Cyborg knock people out even with a glancing, not even a clean shot. That's the power of Cyborg, especially early on. Even if she doesn't get a clean shot on somebody, she's been knocking girls out and doing like damage. Like and they, you see it like right after the first couple shots when they make that face like. What am I doing in here? This and, is not fun. Oh, this and is, we won't see, see that from Amanda. You see that oh shit face in every side of the fight. Time, where all like, the time, over oh and over. God. And this is not a but. I fully agree with you. But <laughs> Amanda Nunez has been wrecking people. The only she person has. she hasn't wrecked is Shevchenko. And Shevchenko's right. legit. Exactly. Right. Like, and like Holly Holm made it through those rounds. Too like right like against right. the top level bantam the only top level bantam weight that we've right. seen right she she didn't do it and Amanda like didn't take this fight on short notice I respect right. her for being like I'm adding the muscle I'm I'm like putting on yep. the mass she's got um, a good team behind I, her they're smart there's it's a smart team I love this fight it just didn't relocate a card to a different state. So it's like hard to talk about as much as we talked about the Jones fight. Yeah, it's so true. It's hard to cycle. This fight deserves more attention than it's getting. But like, it could literally steal. I mean, this one could be more competitive and a funner fight than than the Jones and Gustafson because everybody expects that the Jones Gustafson is going to be another one just back and back and forth. Let's be real. One of those guys could run away with that sure. fight easily. Yep. This one, if this one goes and it is actually competitive, I will be more intrigued to see how this one plays out because the if factor of what Amanda can bring. Cyborg, in my mind, is such a dominating force that I almost just, without even thinking, I'm like, Cyborg's going to win. Well, and what's This funny is, is the one time where you're just like, I'm intrigued. Yeah, I think because you guys, A, like have have covered the sport outside of MMA. You guys have that that history with Cyborg a little bit more than I do. Or sorry, the sport That's outside of the UFC. Yep. Yeah. Um. For me, like one of the genuine like revelations over the last couple of years, Ronda lost that belt, and then Misha beat Holly, and Amanda beat Misha. And I was a hundred percent convinced. I was like, okay, it's going to be chaos for the next couple of years. Right. Like it's just the belt's going to bounce around. The best fighter. But like no, Amanda was just that good. Yep. That yep. she just like she has been to me. She's been one like her and Max have kind of been the ones. Well, I mean, and obviously Habib. But like sure. there have been these. The, she's been among the fighters who I've just yep. been like, oh, they look unbeatable for the last couple of years. Because she keeps she hasn't peaked yet. I think is the thing with her. Like, I think a lot of fighters they get that uh, 
they get the belt near a point where they almost sort of plateau for a little bit, and then the the rest of the division right. sort of catches up to them. She, just like what DJ did for the longest time, was peaking and still peaking further, yeah. and the and just leaving the division. Amanda right now has looked better than ever. She's fighting her best fighting right now. Same thing with like uh, Shevchenko. Shevchenko's fighting oh. her best fighting right now. So it's going to be tough for people to catch up to her as well. It's just I I even with that I just feel that it's going to come down to the, the it's just the power level. I think if if she can wear down Cyborg, I think she has every possibility to win this. But I just think in terms of power punching, I think Amanda's number 2. Mm-hmm. But I think the gap between the number 2 and the number 1 at the beginning of a fight with Cyborg, that's like Francis Nagano in there. Mm-hmm. Like People like Francis is is I not do, gonna do I do hope they get to like, a little firefight. Like I, I don't think, I, and they will. I don't think Amanda can just say, "Hey, listen, I'm just gonna bite down on my mouthpiece and I'm gonna start throwing, and we're right. gonna see who goes down but first. She no. won't be afraid. No. She won't be afraid but if I it hope, does happen. But, but I hope there's a couple good exchanges. And boy, that'll be something. I would love to see the look on Cyborg's face if, if she, she makes wobbled. a good, or that she makes a good contact and Amanda just smiles <sighs> and just delivers <laughs> another right, right back. I want into, each and just fighter to be in trouble once, right? Right, and to see like, yeah. Because, I mean, there's nothing more frustrating Ooh. than when you got your opponent in trouble and yep. you can't finish them. Yep. Yep. And then they come back. Like I, I just, I want it to be that type of fight because I think that they're both so world class. Yep. That like I'd love. I don't know. I just. I. I it can't. I, I mean, I think that's why Cyborg's been working on her cardio so much because what happens with her? She's like. At the beginning of the fight, she's like superhuman level. She's gone super saiyan. She's a, She's got the golden she's, hair. She's, she's doing round it. one Mike but, Tyson. Uh, but when, Mike yeah. Tyson's punch but out. But once, <laughs> once she starts getting tired, then she becomes more human. And that's where someone like Amanda, if, if Cyborg comes down to human levels against Amanda, Amanda's going to throttle her. So Amanda just needs to tire her and bring her down to normal. If Cyborg maintains, and if her cardio, if she's been working like what I think she has been, and she can maintain it further into the fight. If she can maintain a high level easily for the first three rounds, and then maybe gut it out and still just have power in those last the championship rounds, nobody can stop her. But I mean, it's it's the matter of can she go through three rounds solid, you know, and make it to that point? Because at that point, she usually damages somebody. Yep. The thing with Amanda, Amanda can clearly go hard all five rounds. It's just she's going to have to stay away from taking that damage. So that one just to me, it, it, it's so intriguing because that fight, oh, had it not there's been so many bizarre, more. Had it not been for this bizarre relocation, it could have easily been. It wouldn't have been financially huge, but it would have been intriguing. But man. we're also hardcores. Like I have no yes. problem that I, okay. would, I would buy this. I don't know if the general public would no. buy it. But I think for people that understand the sport and understand what each of these two uh, women are bringing it. Like, this is a legit women's super fight. Like, this, this is as good as it gets. This is not the point of the podcast for me to start arguing with anybody. <laughs> but Cyborg did headline the New Year's card last year. Yeah. Like, let's not, like, right. forget yeah. that. Like, she, like, was considered a big enough star a year ago. True. To, like, at the very least, like, get them over the finish line. True. Yeah. And we don't know the, the factors that don't involve that. But, I don't know. For me... Honestly, it's since Holly and Misha Tate, we haven't had a genuine classic women's title fight. Yep. And that's not for lack of fights sure. below the title fight yeah. picture. But, like, it's time for us to get, like, yeah. that fight that we're talking about in 20 years. I think like, this is it. This, this, is it. this is it. I mean, even even when they were offering Megan and Cyborg, I was stoked about that fight. Yeah. 
I'm so much more stoked for this fight. Like, that fight doesn't even register on the radar anymore. Like, this fight is as good as it gets. Y'all knew what I was going to say there, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, said good. I will say, credit to Megan for just, like, respecting the importance of doing media reps. Right? <laughs> was, yeah, she said it was it. All right, let's talk about Megan. So, we'll start with you, Go Coffee. The FS1 prelims. Some interesting fights here. Andre Olosky, Walt Harris, Megan Anderson versus Kat Zingano, uh, Douglas Silva DeAndre versus Peter Yan, Ryan Hall versus BJ Penn. I mean, so many things to go there. Ooh. First of all, I'm, I'm torn. Andre Olosky and Walt Harris might be two of my favorite human beings yeah. like in this sport. So for them going against each other kind of sucks. Uh, Megan Anderson, Kat Zingano, a great fight uh, at 145. Assuming, you know, I mean, I think Kat Zingano, I think she's going to look better at 145, if I'm being honest with you. I think she's going to look good there. Uh, Douglas and Peter should be uh, should be an absolute barn burner. Peter, by the way, is still saying he wants to fight John Lineker. And of course, all kinds of intrigue around Ryan Hall versus BJ Penn. Yeah. You know, um, I did speak to some people behind the scenes that said, you know, they do hope this is BJ's last fight. And, and, and basically... From what I understand, the UFC brass sees this thing the same way that all of us do, that the only reason they were willing to make this fight is that, like, Ryan Hall is probably not going to knock you out. You know what I mean? Like, he's he's going to have to jiu-jitsu you. Uh, and he's by the way, crazy if Ryan Hall and BJ Penn turns into a jiu-jitsu match, like, literally, if they walk out and they just slap hands, fist bump, and they go down to the <laughs> ground and start butt scooting, I'm down with that shit, dude. I'm well, totally you're down, down with that. I guarantee, the, I guarantee the crowd will lose no, their No, they mind. will hate it. They will be but so pissed off. I am down and they just want to grab them. But all right, cold coffee, out of those four uh, on FS1, uh, a fight you're looking forward to or just a storyline that you're talking uh, about? Well, I, I am intrigued with the Hall pen fight just because I, I – you know, BJ has has been around for so long in the sport. I I want him to have him a, to have a good showing. But if I had to pick a fight, I'm I'm going with the ladies hands down. Yeah, I think that fight is awesome, and both those women are incredible. Uh, not hard to look at either, but they're also <laughs> badass fighters. I mean, the Olovsky and Harris fight. Yeah, that's great. I'm not too familiar uh, with uh, Dan Drodden and, and Peter. I don't have a, a grasp of. Their main history. I know it's a good fight, but um, I, if I had to pick out of all four, you don't grasp Peter. I, <laughs> I often, but you know, <laughs> uh, that's I would, a good fight. I think on I paper would, it should be a fun fight. It should it should be fun. But yeah, I, if I had to pick one that I'm like I can't wait to see, uh, it'd be the top two of those: Olovsky and Harris. I think that's going to be incredible. Oh, yeah. But uh, Anderson and Zagano is my pick. I'm for Olovsky and Harris. I, I can't pick a guy. Yeah, I, I love those nose, guys. Man. I love those. Oh. I don't want his nose to take God any more bless damage. Did it get nose. worse since the last time yes, we've it, seen it him? Did. It, it just depends on what angle you're looking at it from. I was looking. I'm directly looking at it from the from straight the on from his face, not behind his head. <laughs> like it's like it a, it's a reverse C, basically. And yeah, like it's legitimately like. This is the worst thing to do on a podcast because I'm going to describe something. Right. But if you ever look at someone fully in profile, generally their nose goes out about, like, I don't know, like four centimeters <laughs> past the edge of their forehead. We've already lost none and of our readers. is, I know. You don't know what a centimeter is. We're in is. the metric system, America. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. I mean, nobody uses the metric uh, system. <laughs> but, like, literally his nose is, like, almost half an inch. It doesn't go out as far as his forehead. Yeah. Like, it's just completely flat. I've never seen anything like it. And, like, it just looks like he must be in constant pain. <laughs> like, it, like, I found it hard to look at today. It I is. legitimately it's... was like, forget the curve. I was just like, 
I don't know how you breathe right now. I was going to say, if anything, it, there's it, no it's way it probably, works. yeah, it's probably like very congested and like it's like a just makes you wonder that if he actually did the surgery to straighten it, he'd probably have a better performance because he could probably breathe better. But, but let's be real, when he's in there fighting, he's probably breathing through his mouth anyways. I mean, like yeah. when you're who's tried to run? I mean, you, they always tell you breathe through your nose. I'm like halfway through, I'm like, <laughs> I, like, like I smoke, so like breathing, I. It's hard for me no matter what. But yeah, but it, yeah, his his nose taking some damage, man. But that should be a lot of fun. Walt Harris. I mean, how can you not like I Walt love, Harris? I love just, the big ticket. Can I just like side note on Walt that. Harris? Like as you know, we're talking. We all got our laptops out. We're just checking things, making yep. sure we don't say anything stupid. I legitimately had no idea that Walt Harris fought for Breezy over Doom. <laughs> like I like I, I literally went and I looked. And I Don't was you like, remember that was the one that happened like on the way to the arena, like the day of? They had the shuffle and everything. Like literally, no. Like I, <laughs> I watched this entire card. I can tell you everything about obviously DJ and Ray Borg, Kevin Lee, Tony Ferguson. Like I looked at this card and I remember like everything. And I'm like, we're Doom Harris. No memory of that. <laughs> UFC two sixteen. <laughs> I, I literally that was remember the like, my me. thoughts on Darius and Evan Dunham and being like, I'm not sure that's a draw, like, <laughs> but I have no idea. <laughs> well, we have clearly reached the point of the podcast where it's time to wrap up. Uh, Danny, any, anything on the prelims that you're most stoked about? Uh, I mean, like, I, I genuinely think that that the Megan Anderson and yeah, like, that that's, that's incredible. Um, no, nah, I mean this is a main card. Like yeah. this. The top five are amazing. There's there's interesting fights. Yeah, even fight rest. pass is good. This is a good card. I mean, it is like, it's a really damn it, it good card. It sucks that there's the like a cloud over the whole yeah, like just, thing, you know, and the way it moved. But I hands down, this is like, a really good card. I really like Curtis Melander. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm not necessarily. We're big think, fans of Brian Kelleher. Yeah, I, I mean, I love that Jackson's the, good. I there's mean, a bunch of like good stuff. I'm. I'll be honest with you. Yeah, the Ryan Hall BJ Penn thing. Um, for those of us who only cover the sport on the road once a month. That isn't that interesting to me. Like it's it's a fun fight that yeah. I'm not like I'm not gonna tell my buddies to rush out. I'm but, it, at it. It, but it could legit be the last time BJ Penn steps in the octagon as well. So when you think about when you think about that, my problem in terms, is that that's like like I sort of thought that about the the uh, year fight. Right. And I just wish he'd never come back. So, yeah. Um, it's a that's why I, I treat like I every missed, BJ Penn missed, fight now like yeah. it's his I know, last. Time. I missed that we didn't get so I had requested for us to sit down with BJ Penn. Yeah. And and then when it became the voluntary media day, like I knew there was no way he's going to show up. But I I kind of wanted to talk to BJ just because remember that week with Yair where like we we went to Phoenix knowing like what the fuck yeah like, Yair's just going to kill him and then we sat down with BJ and we were like bro <laughs> start remember he's got me feeling it dog he's got me feeling it you know yeah. I'm like maybe and, and kind of wanted to talk to him just so I could feel it a little bit because uh yeah I just. I don't know, man. I, I, I just pray it turns into a jiu-jitsu match, man. And I'm not, and yeah. I'm not, I'm not trying to talk shit about BJ Penn. He's a legend. You know what I mean? But obviously, man, this, this game is evolving, and these younger kids are coming in and, and, and all these things. And, um, you know, from what I understand, BJ doesn't need a, a money or anything like that. I mean, he just loves this shit, you know. Yeah. But I think that's why I wanted to just talk to him this week and feel his passion and feel his energy because, to be honest with you, I'm just kind of scared, man. I just kind of – I just – I don't know, man. He's 40 years old. He's 40 years old, man. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. like, you know, it's, you know, when when you're 40 years old and you're the prodigy, you know what I mean? Like, I that know. means you've been doing it for a long fucking time. Yeah. But coach. Yeah. Coach. Yeah. Coach, coach, coach. All right. Well, listen, uh, it's been fun, fellas. 
We didn't play no audio. We didn't get to nobody. We just we just talked about some shit. For an hour and almost 40 minutes. Jesus. So I apologize if that pissed anybody off. I don't know. I don't know if people wanted to hear from the Well, we'll try to do people. we'll try to do a post. We'll try to do a, how about we'll to make it up and they want to hear interviews. We'll we'll try to do a post show. A little and a half. And then we'll throw some post fight audios. I'm down. Up in that mix. In the meantime, let's, let's get to some of these PBRs. We got plenty. <sighs> Thanks for listening. Peace.